We shall give people uh, four more minutes and then we can uh, begin. Uh, you don't need to worry about organizing the Jamboard. Uh, we shall do that. Just include their, your response and uh, yeah, we'll organize it. Huh? Don't worry of how it is scattered and all that. We'll, we'll rearrange and organize it. Just put your response. Your name, uh, your company, and then your expectations. And you'll also love to know whether you have an accountant or not. Thank you very much, DJ Abid. You're doing well today.
Abid, thank you for that. I think we can uh, we can start the session. Welcome once again. Uh, those who have not yet uh, introduced themselves, please go ahead to in, uh, add your name, uh, whether you have an accountant or not, your biggest challenge in financial management and uh, what your expectation is today because it will help us curate the session better. So um, my name once again is Kevin Asinde. Uh, Marina has already introduced who we are. Uh, basically on the Zoom basics, please make sure we can see your name so you can edit your name uh, where you see participants, you can click on where you see participants, go to your name and you're able to actually rename yourself. You can send texts in chat, uh, the chat window, please utilize it. Sometimes if you can't, uh, uh, you do not want to contribute loud uh, uh, by voice, you can contribute via chats. Um, we shall be entering and exiting breakout rooms. So hopefully uh, that since you have been in other Zoom sessions, this should um, be okay for us to do, but we shall be able to also to just automatically enter you in a room. Then please react, contribute, because that is how um, the session becomes fun for everyone. And learning usually is better when it's a little bit, you're having a little bit of fun. And then also enabling and muting yourself so we tend to have a lot of feedback if most people are not muted. So uh, please mute yourself, but also at the same time, we shall have a session where you can unmute, um, you, we, you can put on your video so that we can get to see each other. So um, yes, someone has asked for an introduction of myself. So, Abid will come to the review of the Jamboard. Abid, could you uh, review the Jamboard at this stage? Or I can go ahead and introduce a Marine, then you can actually review the Jamboard. Uh, you can introduce a Marine, then we review yes. the Jamboard. So we are going to have a financial literacy session, and this is by a Marine Financial Group. Okay, so once again, my name is Kevin Asinde uh, from a marine financial group. I have been in business since 2014. At the beginning, when I was starting it, I thought, hmm, maybe it will work, maybe it's, it will not work, but I didn't think I would be as patient as I have been since 2014. So uh, what a marine does, we basically do bookkeeping for SMEs. We provide tax support. Uh, we do a lot of capacity building and this is why we are in the room. And then we also have an automated source documentation solution, which is called source. Uh, why we do what we do, we do what we do because we believe tiny changes in one's financial management can be, uh, make a very big difference. 500 shillings here, 10,000 there, it can accumulate very fast. So basically this is why we are having this session and we hope that we shall be able to what? 
to help you uh, get better at, at what? At financial management. Um, I think the presentation is not properly aligned, but what mm. we are going to... Go back. Previous slide, please. Mm. So what we are going to do is discuss personal finance uh, today, which is our first session. After our first session, so, uh, the next session that you'll have will be around financial management systems. And then the final session will be around interpretation of uh, uh, financial, state, uh, financial statements and then also um, access to finance. So basically those are the three sessions we are going to have around financial literacy. Today is really about personal finance because we believe if you are not good, you are probably going to take the same to the company and some companies definitely are doing so well, but the person manage the, the owners typically basically eat the business. So um, hope we have fun while we are, are, what? are having the sessions and also please, we are not the owners of knowledge. So if there's something that you know, you can contribute so that we can make this really rich. So I'm taking this now to a bid to take us through the, the Jamboard and then start the session on personal finance. Thank you, everyone. Um, thanks. <clears throat> My name once again is Abid. Seeing Abid Wery, I shall be going through personal finance. Uh, so the Jamboard, just looking at what people posted, we asked what is um, uh, your name, your expectations, and your biggest challenge. I see okay, Bartram says they have accountants, expectations add knowledge. Uh, Christine is um yes, I have an accountant, expectation how well to manage finances. Gerald, I have an accountant, the Newtland prior planning and logging expenses. Baba Z, we have an accounting department, expectation, costing analysis in relation to tax issues. Uh, we shall be dealing with tax later on, briefly. Uh, Albert says we have an accountant, but maybe for tax consultancy, has get understanding of better financial management. Elizabeth, an accountant, acquire financial skills to apply my personal. Ken, no accountant. Um, uh, Ken, no accountant. I don't have a better understanding to make my informed decisions. Dixon, don't have an accountant. Okay. So it seems that overall, most people have an accountant. Um, are your accountants full-time or they um, they come in like once or twice a, a month? You can just post in touch, either full-time, full-time accountant or no managed accountant. Just post in the chat, just type in. Uh, Christian has a full-time. Bertram full-time, Gerard part-time. 
Also, if you don't have an accountant, you can just post no accountant. So just post whether I have no accountant, no accountant, if you have a full-time accountant or a part-time accountant. Okay, Babazi, part-time, full-time. The gracious has no accountant. Oh. So find that usually most of the time when the business is beginning or in a certain stage, um, the accounting, the accountant, the founders also do some of the accounting work. So can you also, are you founders or not? Just post in the chat if you are a founder, co-founder, or you are a member of the team. Just ask if, just post in chat if you're a founder or if you're not a founder. Christine's uh, employee, Jordan co-founder. The Gracious is a co-founder. Jordan had no accountants. Hunge. Uh, okay, Minge. Member of the team, no personal accountant, co-founder, co-founder. All right, please continue posting. We want to get uh, an understanding of the people who we have in the room, so it is tailored to meet your needs. That's why asking some of these questions here. And then also, all right. Also, please briefly post what your company is about. Just say company name and what you do and where you're located. And also how long it has been in existence, how many years. Just post that in chat. How many people have not yet put something in the Jamboard? You can also put that. Yeah. Uh, yes, so that we are able to uh, share this as much as we shall also uh, register mm. later on in the day. Construction. Uh, Dixon, what does your company do? Let's add that. I'm seeing Elvis, uh, construction services. Ensirites, how do you pronounce that? Ensirite, technical services, MBB, transit. Okay, Eric, please post to everybody, not to just to me, just post on the chat to everybody. Okay, Eric Lassman Logistics, Transport and Logistics, established 2020. Please post this in chat. Please post uh, your, your company name. Okay. Yeah, the sample started operating, then we incorporated later. You can always say we started operating in 2015 and incorporated in 2017. That is also okay. Okay. But very few people are posting in chat. What about the others? I have 25 members and less than 10 have posted about their companies. 
You guys, you may find there's a customer here waiting for you and you're not talking about your company. Please, please, please post there in chat your company name, what you do. Ultimate is experts at GPS vehicle tracking, fleet management. Okay. One year in existence, that's TAN, energy services. Offering oil and gas services like health and safety and the technical. Please do continue posting those in chat. Um, how about, can we go back to the presentation? Buri Africa founded in, uh, founded in 2020. Skynet Core is an ISP in Gulin Kampala, which year RS Auto Repair Motor Vehicle started in 2016, incorporated in 2019. Uh, Nahawe Core Plus Logistics, they do civil electrical constructions. Uh, incorporated in 2014. Okay, so the aspect shall be covering, like Kevin had mentioned, which today we're going to look at personal finance. Then your second session shall look at financial management systems, and the third interpretation of financial systems and access to finance. Uh, how about next slide? So if you look at this picture, it is of a horse that has been tied down by a chair. Practically, the horse should be able to move because the chair is much lighter than it. But in its mind, the horse is like, I cannot move, I've been tied. So this is a self-defeating self attitude. So we find that also in our personal finances and business finance, a lot of the elements, you know, we, we should be able to take ourselves to the next level is mainly a matter of attitude and not applying the knowledge that we should be having or seeking the knowledge that we need to seek. Um, so right now we're going to look at financial literacy. What is When somebody says the term financial literacy, what comes to mind? You can post in chat what you understand. No, how about... Previous slide. <laughs> Abat is running too fast. <laughs> um, what do you understand by the term financial literacy? Please just post in chat or you can unmute yourself and you say. Uh, Albert says it's financial skills, knowledge and management. Anybody else? When someone says financial literacy, what does that mean? What does it mean to you? What comes to mind? Or how do you understand it? Aura says it's having the knowledge about finances and how to manage them.
Mm-hmm. Elvis is about knowledge about control and manage. Elizabeth is how to manage your finances. Understanding money, how to get it, keep it, and grow it. Ah, that is a very lovely summary of financial interest. Understanding how money works for your company. So uh, how about if we go to the next slide? Having financial discipline, yes. So when we talk about financial literacy, we are thinking mainly about money management. What is the, here we're looking at the knowledge, the skills, and the confidence applying them in order to have a long-term behavioral change. So it's, it's just not about having the knowledge, but also having the discipline, like Diana has mentioned, having financial discipline to consistently apply, improve your knowledge, increase your skills, and have the confidence to apply them. There are certain people who have knowledge and skills, but they do not actually apply it. They're like, they're being told treasury bills, use them they're like i have that knowledge i know how to do it but am i am i certain this is the right one ah i'll wait a little yet having that confidence is also necessary jordan understanding how to acquire use control finances so here financial literacy is a core entrepreneurial skill it is a component that you need for entrepreneurship in your personal and in your business lives. So here it is something that you need in order to have a long-term financial healthy life. So now we are going to, but if we go to the next. So money management is divided into both your personal and your business finance. There are people who are very good at their personal finance and horrible at business finance. The others are very good in their business finance but their personal finances are a mess. This is actually very common. We find that I will mention accountants and CEOs usually. <laughs> Business finance is top notch, but personal finance is a mess. They're like, how? So you need to be able to have money management in both your personal finance and your business finance. But sometimes if your personal finance is messed up, you'll end up killing your business. So you start picking out money from the business, you start making poor financial decisions just because your personal finance is messed up. Or sometimes your personal finance is up, but your business is not. You're not running it properly. So you continuously getting your assets from your personal finance to work on the business, yet the business has the capability of financing itself. Now, if you have any comments or questions, you can always put them in. In, in the chat. So for now, we are going to do a quiz. Um, Herbert, please post the link in the, in the quiz, in the chat. So again, talk of uh, maximum 15 minutes just to answer this quiz. Here we are just looking at your knowledge. So please follow that link in the quiz, in the chat that has been posted by Herbert. 
and answer the questions according to your knowledge that you have. Let's take 15 minutes off. We shall be back at, we shall review this at 10.50. Habert will be our timekeeper for today. You know, Habert did not introduce himself. Sorry, I'm uh, Herbert Bongomin. I'm from Amarin Financial and uh, more of the tech side of the training. Thank you. Thanks. So please go to the link, follow that link and answer the questions there. Bluetooth mode. The link should take you to a page that is similar to what, what you see on the screen. So please respond, just answer those questions and uh, we can proceed. Thank you. 
We are seeing the responses are beginning to come in. Uh, we have seven more minutes.
Abid, Joe, uh, Jordan is enjoying your tunes. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> welcome, you're welcome. having three more minutes. Time is up. Um, all right. However, we only have 19 responses out of uh, all the participants. Please uh, submit your responses on the quiz. Okay. Uh, but I think we can begin. About yeah, let's share the responses. Okay, uh, let's go. Let's scroll down. So question one. Let's go to question one. It's down. Okay, yeah. 
So we're going to just go through the quiz and the answers briefly. Uh, question one was to be able to pay for unexpected career hires, whether August are clinically unwell, it is important to, here it is to save money. 100% of these, yeah, this is actually good. 100% <laughs> got this one correct. Uh, how about slow? Uh, the other ones are remitting expenses, will not give immediate money. Uh, treasury bills take a bit of time to liquidate. And also long-term investments also take a bit of time to liquidate. So you need to save money for emergency situations. Uh, question two, a spoof of fake email that appears real is part of what investments come? This is phishing. This is where somebody sends you a fake email and says, put money here and you'll get money back. And then they take it away. However, these more people are becoming wise to these ones on computer, given that your filters now put them directly in spam. However, in real life, we still have the pyramid schemes that are running. And then that is also gaining, pyramid scheme is bring money here and then bring two more people. Then the more people you bring, then we shall get you other people. These ones tend, the more people you bring, the more money you make. These ones tend to be pyramid schemes that actually use people's money to pay everybody else. Kevin. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> then there's affinity fraud. Affinity fraud is on the increase in Uganda as people are getting wise at pyramid schemes. Affinity fraud is where somebody says, you know, I'm, I'm like you, we used to work together. Uh, there's this investment opportunity. Or I'm from the same tribe as you. There's this investment thing we can do together. Or we are from the same church, or we are from the same mosque. Things like this. Yeah, they, they get something that is about you and try to make you feel some bit of kinship about it. And that becomes, and they, then they defraud you. So question three, Sarah is setting her personal financial goals. What is the first step she'll take to reaching her financial goals? So first step to reaching your financial goals is actually to make a list of, her, of your goals. That is the first step. Before you do anything else, make a list of your goals. Don't worry about the cost of them. Just list them down. Do you want to go to Bali for a holiday? Do you want to own a ranch in uh, somewhere in Gulu? Do you want to have a PhD? List your goals down such that before you can even list how much they cost. Before you evaluate your budget, before you prioritize the goals, list everything down. Uh, next question. One of the main reasons why individuals make investments based on their future financial needs is to generate retirement income. When I think about the future, the thing that is most at the end of your financial future is your retirement. So that is what you have to be thinking about when you're making investments. Um, yeah, this is actually... Interesting, very few people choose a, a living will or setting up a trust fund. A trust fund is for your descendants, but you can't set up a trust fund for your descendants if you do not have retirement income to give them. So that is a first stage. So that when you're at retirement, then you know what you can be able to put in a trust fund to leave for your descendants. Faith is developing her personal budget. She tends to, to save 10% of her income and she wants to set aside a rest for clothing, recreation, entertainment. She earns 1 million, how much money? This is 180,000, this is a little bit of math. 
you add up all the percentages and the balance that remains, which will be 18% is what goes towards clothing, recreation and entertainment. And do not be shy to have entertainment or clothing or recreation as part of your budget, because these are things that actually keep you sane. They keep you, they relax you, they make you be, be happier and they re-energize energize you and you need this in your daily work life. Yes, Abid uh, Dixon is asking, is savings an investment? Hmm, savings an investment. <laughs> well, savings is the key to investment. So before you can do investment, you need to put savings there. So you have to start with savings now to be able to have investments. Actually, some people do see savings and investment in itself because you can actually leverage your savings. Some people leverage their own savings accounts to be able to access other facilities. In case you have any questions or comments, please don't uh, please put them in, in chat. Uh, number six was testing about your general knowledge of what affects your general economic environment. When inflation is raw, is low, not raw. Oh my god low, then prices remain stable. Because there are people are not going to increase prices, everything is just low. So prices do not change. That is a sign of low inflation. Uh, they do not fluctuate. They do not increase. Increase is when inflation is high. That's when prices tend to increase dramatically. Um, and this will then affect with currency values. That's also high inflation. Uh, number seven, the purpose of loan products is to provide financing. Yes, this is provide financing, but just have to be careful financing for what? If it's for expenses and you have a problem, usually it is financing for capital or for investments. Um, loan products should not provide interest unless you're the one who's giving the loan out. They also don't really provide collateral or income. Because a loan is definitely not income. Even if you aren't giving out the loans, your income is going to be the interest, not the loan itself. Number eight, Isaac employers pays in for work that he performs. This is earned income. Passive income is when you are not working for it. There it is, you chill and you relax and the money is coming all the same. A transfer payment when somebody gives it to you. Capital gains is when an asset you have bought has increased in value. For example, you bought shares at 100 shillings, now that 150, that can be a capital gain. This is something that you are a fight with people. I'm going to charge you on your capital gains, not on your asset that you bought it at. Number nine, uh, which of the following statements about retirement is true? Yeah, most people got it, saving uh, even a little bit each month will help. Start as soon as possible. Thankfully, said, nobody said you have plenty of time to start saving for retirement. The other answer I'm seeing people put was depending on social security. But I promise social security is sometimes it can delay based on your social security provider. And also the amounts may not be enough for your living expenses. And in very, very, very rare circumstances, for example, economic collapse, the social security is also wiped out. 
For example, that happened in Venezuela to a of mine a few years ago. Uh, number 10, which are following the strategy to help with tracking expenses? Yes, keeping receipts. Every time you have an expense, keep your receipt. Where you go to a supermarket, you go to a shop, ask for a receipt. There are certain expenses where receipts are not offered, for example, border border ride, a taxi ride. There you can take note of it. Uh, we shall be looking at financial systems in the next session. I shall be giving you apps that can help with this. Spending as little as possible does not help with tracking expenses, but can be a saving an expense strategy. Even estimating costs um, is not doesn't help with tracking. So number eleven, Katra invested in a, an umbrella trust. This is a mutual fund or unit trust. After that, the year after that, in three years, he had one point four. Yet his interest rate was ten percent. His investment grew as a result of something called compounding. Compounding is something that we all hated in school. I remember in, I think it was primary school, secondary school, where they talked about compound interest. Simple interest was very easy to calculate, compound was hard. But compound interest is you earn interest on interest. Basically, after one year, he earned simple interest. But after a second year, his total interest of 100 and his initial income um, his initial investment of 1 million, both of them earned interest. So he earned interest on the total. So the interest and the principal, both of them became principal, and he ended up getting a compound interest on that. Number 12. Yeah, number 12. <laughs> As usual. Kevin. <laughs> Yes, uh, so reconciling a personal bank statement is the process of determining any differences between the bank balance and the, the, the installment payments, there's the uh, check book balance, there's the balance sheets, and then there's the deposit slips. I think most people were like, okay, uh, let's go for balance sheet, probably because uh, I'm not so sure why. Someone can put in, in chat, why did you take the balance sheet as the item that you would utilize to reconcile your, your what? Uh, your, your personal account. How many people generate a balance sheet for themselves? I don't know if people are still in the room I'm not seeing any answers coming in chats. Number one question is why did you go for the balance sheets? Number two question is um, how many people make a balance sheet for themselves? You can just type it in chat. Sounded familiar. That's a very good answer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Anyone else? So basically, ideally, it is number one, you will use your checkbook uh, on the exp on the withdrawals versus your expenses. So at the amounts that you have withdrawn. And then you will also use your deposit slips 
because it is then demonstrating the, the inflows that have happened in your what? In your, in your statement. So you use the deposit slips and then you also use the check, checkbook what? Balance. If you are the type who is very diligent in recording on your checkbook, then this is why it's the most appropriate answer because it will generally give you, whenever you go and actually um, withdraw money, you find out what your balance is, you record it there, and then you withdraw, and then the next time. So it can actually give you a, a, uh, a position eh, on what your bank balance what is. Uh-huh, let's go on. Jordan has said something. Yeah, the deposit slips are more relevant since it's more of cash. Checks are the most appropriate, though I went for deposit slips. I do generate a balance sheet for myself. That is amazing, right? Yeah. It's very rare. has nothing to do with the bank statement. I think mm -hmm. Jordan could help us explain why it has nothing to do with the bank statement. Jordan, could you help out? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, a balance sheet is mostly, basically it's about assets and liabilities. So maybe if you said, if we got like a, a cash statement, sorry about that. Uh, maybe, maybe I can just type, I'm not in position to talk right now. Yes. No yes. problem. So this Thank you. So basically what Jordan is saying is that when you are removing money and when you're depositing money, those are really issues related with your income statement. And I'm using that word. Tomorrow you will use uh, the next session. You will use it quite a lot, but it's dealing with what are my incomes? What are my expenses? Whereas the balance sheet is really an item that deals with what is your assets and what are your liabilities. And therefore they would have considered your bank balance, the assets. So you would not necessarily get information on what your bank balance, what is. So, uh, yes, we can go ahead to number 13. Sheila decides then, to invest some of, okay. Yes, please go ahead. So Sheila decides to invest some of her money. She doesn't like to take big risks and she wants to be able to access all of her money at all times. She doesn't mind not earning much interest. Sheila should invest her money in a savings account. Savings accounts usually give you low interest. They give you access to your money and they are very safe. So you find that this is what Sheila wants. The savings account works for her. However, shares are risky and they oscillate. Uh, treasury bills, accessing them is you, sometimes, depending on the bill that you have got, it will take a bit of time to access the money in an emergency. Same thing with the money, money, money market account. So for this case, Sheila's option is a savings account. So this one is, you have to, this one helps that you have to know yourself and you get the right vehicle for yourself. You should not really go for what everybody else is going for just because it is what is going, everybody is going for. Otherwise you'll end up like that Pied Piper, one of the rats that he took over the cliff, following bandwagon effect. 
Um, number 14, what is the benefit of investing in mutual funds? Wow, this is the first time. <laughs> uh, so the correct answer here is investors have access to a fund, manage, fund manager's expertise. The, a, unit fund, a unit trust to a mutual fund, you have somebody with a lot of experience in investment and with access to a lot of markets and a lot of investments, not just in your country, but across the whole world. So you're giving them money and having excess access to their expertise. As that is the main advantage. Yes, you earn interest, uh, but it's not necessarily a lending, a lending investment. Some of them can actually be just plain investments. Then you are guaranteed a minimum amount of return. Investor fees are really not waived with the mutual funds. So here it is mainly the expertise of the manager. That's why if you look at these trusts and when they're telling you about them, they try to tell you this is what we have done, this is what we can going to invest in, the experience our people have. Number 15, if you are nearing retirement, which investment approach should you use? Yes, conservative, because your energy levels and your opportunities of recovery are very few the older that you get. So the closer you are to retirement, then you have to be much more conservative. When you are younger, you should go for an aggressive one when you have time, because then you can learn, recover, and then with retirement, you apply the lessons that you learned. Moderate as you are transitioning, but tax minimizing should be something that you do all the time. What can you do to minimize your tax incident? Okay, yes, so a bit there are some items in chat that you can. All right. Uh, yes. Um, for a savings account, a question Elvis has asked, they give us a small interest in a savings account. Yes, they do, but you also have to read the fine print. Some banks may not, but most banks actually give you some small interest in a savings account, depending on the term, terms and conditions that are there. So always read the fine print on a savings account. Then Zeno, uh, what is, uh, you're, you're asking Zeno is, Mbabazi, can you maybe shed more light on your question? Uh, I was asking mm. if Zeno is part of the fund companies. Uh, Zeno, I have not heard of Zeno, hmm. but it seems to be a fund. Yeah, yes, I've I'm... just, yes, I've just gone to their website when you put Aye. it in, and they seem yeah. to, yes, make some investments. Uh, yeah. You And they invest in, uh, I think, mutual, fund, they might be investing in mutual funds and uh, unit trusts, because some people yeah. use it in that interchangeably. So yeah, mm. I think they might be part of them, but it's it's uh, good to do kind of further review on that before we can say completely. Yeah. 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 So they, they support you mm. with, the, with the investment. Yeah, Eric, has, I think has some knowledge on it. Yeah, Zeno is a fund management company. I'm seeing it on their website. They seem to be new in the Ugandan market. Uh, yeah, people seem to be aware of Zeno. Thank you for that. 
like you're saying, yeah, we're still learning from you. Um, okay. Uh, Albert says they ask you some questions, assess what kind of rich appetite you have, and then invest your money accordingly. Um, Kevin, there's a question from Albert about what can we do to minimize tax? Yes, uh, what can we do to minimize tax? We shall talk about it on day, uh, especially day three, but just in case, a few things. Record, record, record. Every expense that you actually incur in business, record it. So things like ask yourself, do you take those fuel receipts? When you are meeting for lunch with someone, do you actually pick those receipts? Because the idea is that is how you try to minimize uh, uh, um, minimize the amount of tax because you, you're being very diligent on what is allowable in terms of expense so that you can reduce the liability. In terms of uh, when you reduce the net uh, profit, then you reduce the 30% of the net profit. But that one will be really looked at on day three. Um, okay. So, but we can go back to the presentation. So that quiz was about, um, no, yeah. So quiz one was about your knowledge. Now we're going to do another quiz, which is about your habits. So quiz two has no wrong answers. We're just looking at your habits and what you can, how you are in your personal and your business finance. Uh, Kevin, give the link. This was in two sections, uh, personal finance and uh, business finance. Uh, we, so the first question we had was, do you know how much you spend in the house per, per month at home? Uh, beautifully, most people do know how much they spend. Uh, we go to the next question, which is related to the first one. Do you know how much do you actually spend? Uh, most people are in 20, no, actually 100,000 and above. So the two questions are just related to see if you know how much it is that you spend in a home. Uh, the next question is, what is your main expense at home? Um, about for most people it's rent a few really do not know so this is actually consistent with the other two so you need to actually be keeping track uh, for some it's food other is transport and okay school fees uh, then the next one so no so this is actually quite also related to the first few questions, some people may know how much they spend, but most people don't seem to have a budget for home. So it means that you spend, you respond to other people instead of actually setting, instead of having control over how you spend your finances. A good percentage have 42%, which is good. Uh, the next one. Uh, do you view your home budget against actual expenditure? Most people know. So this is actually two ways. If you don't have a home budget, then there's been nothing to review. But also most people have the budget, but never know how to do so. 
Then the next one, do you talk to your children against the status of your finances? 50% uh, don't have children at home, but of their 50%, it is um, they don't talk to, to their children at home. This is very different from Indians who actually do this quite early, and this helps them to have continuity in their businesses and in their homes. Uh, then the next one, uh, Kevin, you wanted to add? Uh, no, you can go ahead. I can come in whenever. Okay. Let me know. Okay. Then who do you discuss deeply with your finances? This one is more to do with um, your mental health and also accountability purposes. So most, most people discuss with a spouse, those who have a spouse then the second biggest percentage do not discuss with anybody. Here you find that all the pressures of the finance are on you and you don't know what to do. Um, some people have friends or business partners they talk to and financial advisors that they talk to and some have an accountant. But you should actually have somebody talk to your finances, right? It's your friend, um, your partner, your spouse, an accountant, somebody. You should always have somebody to talk to about finances because it will help to gain insight and also help gain new direction and remove a lot of pressure from you on your mental state and psychological and emotional state. There's that thing of a problem shared is a problem half solved. That also applies in real life. It actually applies in real life, not just in movies. Uh, how many accounts do you have in your name? Uh, most people have seem to have two. The most interesting one was seven. This is quite interesting. Are those personal or business? Uh, it's actually quite interesting. Uh, then, and also, so the percentage have three. And also, one, uh, people have one. What are your bank accounts for? This is the next question. Uh, most have it for savings and salary. Uh, if you have it for, yeah, one has a, an account for receiving payments, but most have it for savings. Um, how many times do you leave money at home for expenses? Most here go for as and when required. This now ties into, do you have a personal, a home budget? Because that means if you don't have one, then you'll be responding to other people, to other needs and to other pressures that are not necessarily out of your control. So you need to take the control of your finances so that you leave money at home according to the budget. How many more years do you need to work to get to a point of relaxing? This is not necessarily retirement. This can be relaxing. I know if somebody who, re, who said relaxing at 35, 40, because had been working for 10 years very hard, and that was hard. So she has been in relaxing mode. She's still working, but she's in relaxation mode. For most people, it's five to 10. Then there are some who do not know, which is actually a certain percentage. So you need to calculate. You look at your goals. What, when would you need to relax? What would you need to achieve in order to get to a point of relaxation? Then put those goals there and then calculate how much you need to do every year to get to that point. How many income generating sources do you have? 
Typically of Uganda, it is actually two. Most Ugandans have two sources. Um, then the another one is one, nine is three and four. Yeah, those who have more than four. This one helps with diversification of your income, but also be careful just because somebody else has four, that means you should also do the same. You have to look at yourself. Somebody may be having four, yet their long-term prospects are looking bad. If somebody is doing four income sources and a gig economy, then this is problematic. So you may find that having two is much more manageable and much easier for you to get to your long-term goals than having four because it will divide your energies and not have an impact. So this has to be to yourself. It has to be customized to who you are and what your goals are. Which insurance cover do you currently have? Um, about the next question. Most, ah, health insurance, followed by third party, which is mandatory. Life insurance is okay. Excited percentage have none. Motor comprehensive, education, and semester for the children. Yeah, again, the insurance, you need to take control of it. If the only one you have is third party, and this is mandated by the state, that means if the state was not mandating it, you don't have an insurance. But you need to plan for eventualities that may happen. That may happen, so just have some insurance cover. Uh, Kevin, you can take over. Yes, uh, then we go to the business finance elements and some of the, the questions there included, uh, when did you last So when did you last review your financial statements? And uh, most people have said never. I know 43% have said less than a month. And uh, the next is uh, never, and I'm asking myself, how many people generate financial statements each month? Uh, please let us know in chat how many people are generating financial statements each, what? each month, because it's really surprising that most people are actually reviewing it uh, less than a month. And then uh, what is the business, biggest business expense? So the biggest so far is um, salaries, is the biggest expense followed by uh, rent. And then we have followed. market. No, followed it by is stock. followed by stock, yeah. stock purchase. And then um, I think it is marketing and uh, it is rent and marketing. So interesting. Uh, maybe it's because we have a lot of maybe service businesses. So that might explain why stock is not the biggest item. Uh, please go ahead. Yeah, I think the room had quite a number of uh, accountants. So I think it also explains how um, many financial statements are being generated each year. So did you pay income tax last year? Most people said no. And uh, in chat, you can just put uh, yes, no. Do you actually are you registered for for uh, for taxes or not? You can put that in because majority did not pay tax. 
Let's see the next answer. It might help us understand why. How much did you pay? And most people say zero. It is might be because most people were selling meal. That's why they did not pay for the what? Some tax, but there are some people who paid between uh, 1 million and, uh, and 10 million. Then the next answer is, do you take a salary and majority? Your screen seems to be frozen. So, so, uh, so did you take a salary and um, majority said no? And some people said, yes, they took a salary. So I usually find that when you don't pay yourself, you pay yourself too much. And the next question, I'll try to explain why. So then, can you go next? Do you do you take money from the business that is not a salary or a profit? Majority actually said no, and some people said yes, they do. So usually when you don't take a salary as a, uh, as a business owner or director, you find that you will generally not what? You'll generally pay yourself too much because you take as and when you need it. And as and when you need it can quickly become 5 million shillings or 10 million shillings or 20 million what? shillings. But when you have a set standard, it actually helps you to get better at managing business finances. Uh, can you go to the next? Did you file? Directors returns last year, and most people, um, most people actually said no, they did not file directors returns. There's a tendency that most businesses will file income tax. Income tax is related to the business, but they also need to file income tax for the director. So it is the principle of uh, uh, tax is that if you earn. You have, you have to be taxed so you can earn as a business and you pay business, uh, 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 you, you pay income tax or you can earn as an individual and usually it is payee. So you just have to make sure that you, you remember to also file the director's what? Returns. Then the next one is, do you have a profit sharing plan? Most people do not have it. Uh, so if you do not have a profit sharing plan, the tenant, if you are two or more partners, it can create problems, but also it means that anytime you can actually take out money from the business and you do not necessarily review. So it is important to have a profit sharing plan. Um, the elements of it, let me know if I, I need to talk about some of the elements of the profit sharing plan. Can you go ahead? Did, are you filing payee for yourself? Most people know. Some people have said yes. Please do in relation to filing your uh, director's returns, please ensure that you actually also uh, file payee for yourself. If you are an employee within the company, there are those people who are employees within the company and there are those people who are not employees of the company. The treatment in terms of tax is slightly different. Then let's go ahead. How many relatives are involved in your business? Most actually, majority say zero. 
and then um, the major then one person uh, then thirty uh, percent uh, have said one, and then uh, I think eight percent have uh, about two people. So yeah, thank you for the responses. The responses are really interesting. It forms it guides us on uh, what we need to focus on. Uh, as part of the package that we shall give you as training materials, we shall add a budgeting uh, template there that you can use for budgeting. And more importantly, that you can use to actually assess each month. I usually say between 25th and 28th, you should find a little bit of time to actually review your what? Your budget to make amendments for the next, uh, the next month. Okay. Any questions, any comments, please post them in chat. We can go back to the presentation. And also please state whether you are tax registered or not in chat. If you have any comments or questions on either of the quizzes that have been done, you can just post them in chat. You can go to the next. Yes, so a bit, I think you can take over, then you can come. Okay. I can come so with personal finance, these are the main elements that you need to look out for, for yourself. Um, understanding wealth is the first one. Uh, then there's financial planning, budgeting, there's saving and emergency planning, then there's investment. If we go to understanding wealth, this one is more about the ability to live your desired lifestyle without any regular income, especially regular and income where you're working. It is not accumulation of having more or having the best of everything. It is about looking at your target income, at your target lifestyle. What makes you comfortable? There are certain people living by the beach, some people living on an island, some people living in a mountain, some people living in a townhouse and having their, your basic needs met for, met, that is what you'd make you comfortable. So this is what wealth is about. Can you create enough income such that you are not poor, you're not begging money, you're not chasing money, but it is money that is working for you. So this one, know yourself. So you can design, you can define your, your desired lifestyle. Then plan and work towards attaining it. Seek knowledge and transform your habits in order to attain this money. You need to become financially literate in order you can have the wealth that you need. If you do not know, then you cannot do. Then set up structures to protect your wealth. The people who have been wealthy and they have lost that money, either in their lifetimes or in their lifetime after, that money is gone. So you need to set up structures to protect this wealth. It should not just disappear anyhow. And this is where part of financial literacy comes in. Um, but if we go to the next slide. So now we're going to have breakout sessions. Uh, Kevin, uh, maybe you can talk about as I switch to another device.
Okay. So basically we are going to go, I, I see a couple of comments around uh, registration of VAT. And um, yes, you can be tax registered without necessarily being VAT registered. So, uh, however, it's getting more and more uh, critical. Okay, so, uh, however, it's getting more and more critical to actually make sure that whenever you reach the threshold, you actually comply because it is becoming very difficult to do business uh, with unregistered companies because of the new introduced IFRI system. Uh, we are not going to go into details with this, but I think you will have a session that actually uh, highlights the usage of the ECRI system. So as, uh, as a bid comes in the room, the next session really is uh, for us to go and discuss. You know, we didn't necessarily have one-on-one -on -one introductions because of the time limit, but let's really be active in that group so that we can get to know each other better. Uh, and we are going to be divided into two groups, uh, the group of financial planning and budgeting uh, that will be guided by me, and then the group of savings and emergency planning, and then the, also investment. So these two groups are going to discuss the topics. Uh, Herbert is going to put everyone in the group, uh, in, the, in the breakout sessions. So please really be active in the breakout sessions because it helps us to, to basically get to know uh, what you know, so that in case we have, uh, in case there are any gaps that we could identify, we, we try to cover that in the time frame that we have. So uh, Abid has joined the room, how about you can take us into the breakout sessions. You'll see a pop-up message that actually tells you uh, join the breakout session. You just click join and you would be able to do it to uh, join uh, the room. As Herbert puts us in the breakout rooms, if anyone has any question, you let us know. I think... Uh, Yeah, so Abid, uh, I request to move to the other session so you can yeah. go ahead and, and take charge of, the, of the, the training. Okay, thank you everyone and uh, see you in the next sessions. I will rejoin oh. if All right. possible at the end of this session. Okay. Um, how about if you can help me and share the, the slides? So can you uh, post in chat just what you learned or discussed in your breakout sessions? Uh, so in the session where we were, we discussed, uh, it seemed most people are actually using savings and some are using their savings, mutual trusts or in savings accounts in the same banks and then using that to acquire more business assets. So they are dividing their business accounts into operations and savings.
There are other vehicles of saving that you can take on. For example, mutual funds. Then one thing that is becoming, that has been very common in Uganda for a few years has been investment groups and circles. This is a good way of having um, long-term and medium savings and also long-term medium investments because they help to pull your money and you can then use it. You can then borrow more money from those groups to do investments and to buy assets for both personal and business. There's also the rise of uh, apps right now, apps and also mobile money, where on the different mobile money survivor providers, you can actually save money to different sort of mini accounts. Border Border guys are using this quite well for health insurance and for savings. So you can look into that, see if your mobile money provider on your network has some of these things you can use. There's one that allows you to automatically deduct 5K or 10K or whatever you set as a target every day and save it aside from your main mobile money account. So this could be another way of doing savings and also some bit of investment and also insurance. Uh, the people in the budgeting and financial planning, what did you discuss? You can either unmute or you can uh, put up your hand or you can just post in chat. Okay, as wait for people to go to chat, how about we can go to the next slide? So what you are looking at, mainly in your financial life, is to have your three-legged stool. You have, a, you have to look at your current financial status. So you have your expenses. You look at your emergency cover, which has to be different from your expenses in that, can you cover, in the short term, can you cover your expenses as they come? Do you know what your expenses are? And do you have a source of income for covering them? Then in case you have an emergency, do you have some money set aside so that you, get, you don't get overwhelmed when you are in some of these states? Then you also look at your long term. Are you starting to save towards your long term? Are you doing something about your retirement? Are you putting some little bit of money aside? What is it that you're doing? So your three-legged tool is the pillar of your financial and your financial literacy. There's a link that has been posted in the chat. Please use this to register your attendance for today. Elvis has mentioned that um, budgeting is part of financial planning. Financial planning is long-term and budgeting is execution. So financial planning is where you want to go and budgeting is how are you going to get there. So looking at your financial life, how is your three-legged tool standing? Is any of these pillars weak? Can you strengthen it and how do you strengthen it? And it is best that you start now. If, um, thank you, that, thank you, Elvis. Uh, how about next slide? So do not be afraid to start now. There's this quote by Martin Luther King Jr. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. Whatever you do, just keep moving. So regardless of how, do not say that the amount of money, the amount of income I have right now is too little for me to start saving. 
Yeah, there's something that the Jewish, what we call the Jewish judge, the Jewish judge of savings and investment. What they do is that they give, when a kid is, um, when a kid is, when one of their children is about five, they start teaching them about the concepts, five or seven, they start teaching them about the concepts of money. So they give them five jars. One jar is savings. There they are given, they're told put 10% of all the money that you get into this one jar and you keep it. Then the next one is tithe. This is another 10%. They put it in another jar. Another one is, another 10% is charity. This is money that you're going to give away to other people or to help other people put that 10%. Then another jar is investment. This is money that you want to use to buy the things that you need in the short, in the long term, in the medium and short term. This is 20%. Then the balance, which is 50%, is put in the expenses jar. This is money that you need to do your daily expenses. If you notice that the expenses jar is the last one, that is taken care of. Even if it's the biggest, but it's the last. The habits that we have here in Uganda is that we do expenses first and everything else second. Yet you should start by first doing the savings and the investment. Now this doesn't have to be, you don't have to follow this to the letter. You can add other jars for yourself based on what you customize. You can set up different accounts, but for every money that you come in, get a percentage and take it away. Yeah, Jordan has put it that way. But you can add, you can say maybe, my expenses are going to be 40% and I want to put 10% into education. Something like that. Now, you can edit this, but you always, you should have this for every income that you get, regardless of how little that income is. It's 100,000, 200, whether it is um, a million, whether it's 10 million, you should know the plan that you have for it, that every percentage of this money is going somewhere. There's somebody in a previous group who, who mentioned that for her, she has 30% of her annual income goes into investment. Regardless, so every month, every amount of money she gets 30% is put aside and at the end of the night is invested somewhere. Uh, if we go to the next slide, about In Africa, we have something that messes us up. This is over-dependence. So we find that usually we find that you're over-dependent either on a salary or you're over-dependent on somebody. And as you start growing financially in your life, people now become over-dependent on you. And this is what we call black tax. Has anybody heard of black tax? If you have, please, you can unmute and tell us what you hear about black tax. Uh, I've not heard of black tax, but I think I've heard of something close to it. Just a concept whereby uh, yeah. the breadwinner has to take care of like the entire village or community comes from something like that. Yes. 
Yeah, that is more or less what black tax is. So find you as a breadwinner or you as a firstborn or you as a first person in the business in your family is black tax. So here I find, Eric defines it as a tendency to think you owe everyone something. Yes, it manifests there. So every problem that people have in the family, they bring to you. And also you think that you should solve it. This one can manifest in school fees for people, rent for other people, transport for other people, for your family. People have no food, you have to send it. You pay their medical bills. You contribute towards their weddings. This is black tax. And you find that a majority, yes, Jordan says it's money meant for a community and relatives, especially that one person that has made in a family or in a village. Black tax is one of the things that has been identified as an economic um, setback to most people. However, remember that you yourself are a beneficiary of black tax. Somebody there in your, in your history, in your background, you benefited from black tax to get to where you are. So the question is, how can you help people without necessarily breaking yourself? How do you pay it forward without breaking yourself such that in your retirement, when your energy is gone, you have nothing, you have no energy, you have no resources, you have no money. How do you handle this? Anybody have any ideas on how to handle black tax so it doesn't break you? Yes, Dixon. Yes, uh, on my side, I think you can't do everything. So it is proper that as you try to help out the family, you prioritize your, yourself first and you make sure that you only do what you can not to break your back. Okay. okay. Uh, Catherine says, have long-term investments that can be passed down generations. Yes, this helps quite a lot. Uh, Daniel from Hamlet says, it's better to plan our giving. Yeah, so if I like what the Jewish do, is that even they are giving, they have a budget for it. This percentage is money for giving. And if they go beyond that for that month, they're like, I'm out. And interestingly, the, with the Jewish, the Jews are about 3% of the world's population. Are, yeah, in total. But when you look at the world's billionaires, 40% of them are Jews. So it's because they manage also their giving. You cannot give everybody. I know people who have borrowed money to contribute to a wedding. I'm like, but why? <laughs> Somebody here listening and they have laughed at that comment. <laughs> but there are people who have, you can tell somebody, you know what, I'm unable to at the moment. Or you say, I'm going to give you what I can. Any other comments on how you can actually overcome black tax, how you can manage black tax. You cannot do away with it because we are still in that sort of society where social security is not that big. The Russia says, create a small fund for helping from which you draw and give. If it's depleted, that's where you stop. Yes, that is one way of managing black tax. Create a fund where every month you know this is money that is meant do not commit to a long-term expense in the same regard. 
Yes, beware of committing too much to a long-term black tax expense. There are some people who have done this, but what they do is if they say, I'm going to pay school fees for this person for six years, they do not do anything else. Like this is the only black tax they're going to contribute to, and that's it. Yes, there's a question, there's a raised hand there. Yes, uh, not actually a question, <laughs> but uh, that saying that goes like, teacher, give a man a fish and he'll have a meal, but teach him how to fish and he'll, I don't remember how, it, but that, like that, instead of uh, giving handouts, you could just teach them how to be, like how to make money or something like that so that they can also now provide for themselves other than just depending on handouts. Yes, this is actually a very, another effective way of instead of giving people money, you can actually mentor them. You educate them, you give them opportunities. If you know there's a job somewhere, you can give them, you can tell them this job is available. Give them access to opportunities that is going to make them self-reliant. So mentoring is one of those. We have eight minutes. I hope it's okay if we extend by about 10 minutes so that we can finalize everything. Uh, if it is okay, please type in chat, yes or no, so that we can see how to budget the time properly. Um, Elizabeth suggests, focusing on educating and empowering the young ones, so a burden can be shared with the poor that you have supported. Yes, uh, this is something that we notice you're only as good as your community. So even the people next to you, educate them and empower them. Also the people after you, educate them and empower them so that they do not become a burden to your descendants. Minimize living a high status, which sends a message to the community that you have it all. <laughs> this is a good message from Isabella. <laughs> but also then do not really make yourself suffer because you're afraid of this. Uh, how about if we go to the next slide? These life events, are you ready for them? Truthfully, are you ready for these life events? For those of you who are not married, are you ready for marriage? Uh, those who have <laughs> children, who have no children, are you ready for, for children? Are you ready to build a house? Now those are things that you have some bit of control over. What if something that you don't have control over? What if you lost your job? In my life, in the last, Six, last six years, I think I have had three, three points where I've had to lose my regular income. Some of them are out of choice, some were not. And the question that in each of them I asked myself was, am I ready for this change? Where I'm no longer having that regular income. The first time I really wasn't, but after that I started preparing for it. So that has got me prepared. What about temporary disability? In case something happens, like your hand, you can't work for a month or two. You broke it or a leg, what would you do? Serious illness, you're down for one week. You have to be in hospital. Or you're changing. Your landlord suddenly says, I'm selling this plot of land. You have to move within one week. Are you ready for that? If you want to start a business, are you ready for this? For those of you who have... This is part of... Some of the cultures that we have. But you need to, to have a second wife, or even not a second wife, but you need for the expenses that come having with, um, with having a side dish, for example. This is for both the men and the women. Turn out of wedlock, separation, second home, death of a spouse, a friend recently lost their spouse, 
Why able? Are you ready for this? Aging parents, retirement, premature death of somebody close to you, or your own premature death. Are your dependents ready for that? These are questions you should ask yourself and give honest answers to. And if you do not know what the answer is, you ask yourself, what can I do to prepare for these life events? Because certain things can happen. For example, Corona. Nobody was prepared for Corona. A number of people were. The Corona pandemic last year it decimated businesses, it decimated homes, it decimated livelihoods. People were not able to continue that standard of life that they were used to. However, there are quite a number who actually went through it. We did, as part of a survey team, that surveyed hundreds of uh, entrepreneurs countrywide in Uganda. I even reached out to some people in Tanzania. And majority of the entrepreneurs were not ready. They did not have savings. They did not have investments to fall back on. However, there's a percentage that was ready. These are people who actually had some bit of savings. And when you talk to them, they're like, mm, things are hard, but they'll get better. We know they'll get better. For now, things are hard. I'm like, but you don't sound depressed. Yeah, I had some savings. I had some investments. I had a rainy day fund. So these are things that you have to think about. Um, all right. Uh, please take, there have been uh, two links that have been shared in chat. Uh, there's a feedback today's training. Please give us feedback today. And then there's also a link for registering your form, registering your attendance. You'll also receive another link uh, in the Stanbic Drive, where we hope you can, where we want you to fill out to fill out the assessment. Uh, how about your screen? Stronger share, being shared. Uh, I was trying. This is how they. This is the assessment. Uh, Abid, you can proceed. Okay, this is a financial management assessment. How about you can scroll down? It has a number of areas that you need to look at as a team and as a business. Look at your financial policies and procedures. Uh, scroll down. There's also your internal controls. Your financial documentation. Your budgeting processes. Your cash management, your financial reporting, and different aspects to do with your business. And there are different columns where you feel that there's more information you need to put. You put it in the comment section. Be as detailed as possible because this is going to help in the, in the coming sessions where you are looking at uh, system management and financial management. Well, you'll find that, uh, that document, that assessment form on your Stanbic Learners platform. Go there and you will check on assessments. Uh, you'll find it there. You can download, uh, respond to it, and then upload it back. 
or you can respond to it on, on the platform. Yeah, a bit. Hello? Mm -hmm. Yeah, today's, yes, session had more to do, today's session had much to do with uh, the realities we face in life. Uh, the, the financial mm -hmm. aspects, the budgeting, what what it, it, it's actually it's like you had you had maybe planned on this like maybe you knew what most of us are going through it was more of personal so thanks i actually invited oh, some yeah. some of my friends <laughs> so yeah. so they they actually they actually attended as well so it, it was really nice thank you all right yeah both both kevin and i have been in business for a while i've tried a number of businesses out and I'm glad, Eric, for that endorsement. So we actually base this on also our personal experiences, the challenges and struggles that we went through when we were setting up our businesses and that we're actually going through in our current lives. Uh, please Alan says, please, please, please use, use the link I have shared. I've shared two links. One is for the registration to register your attendance. And then the other is to give us your detailed feedback. Please spare some time as we are wrapping up and uh, respond to those, those questions on the, on the feedback page and the registration. Register your attendance, please. Yes, Abid, Thank you, you have a question. Thank you very much for all the nice comments in chat. You guys are making me blush. Uh, Kevin and I are glad that this was useful. Remember your personal life, you have to have a, a plan for both your personal and business life. One thing that we notice in our businesses is that you tend to mix up the two, yet you should separate them so, such that they, are, they become sources of strength to you. Not so, we are going to share for you both um, personal and business finance apps in the next session that you have. So we shall have those that will be put there. Uh, lessons, budgeting has to come first, then saving before expenses, yes. Budget, save before you spend. Don't spend, then you save the balance, but save, then you, and spend the balance of, after your savings. Which book documentation do you have about financial literacy? Hmm. Actually, it's the first time this has been asked. We actually have a game that we developed. It's called Pesa Smart. It's a 15-minute game that helps people. It's a card game. If we get a physical session, we shall be able to play it. But this one, you can play it with your family, with your friends, and they have all the aspects of financial interest in there. It is very simple, African setting. We shall be able to actually go through it. And it is very interactive and very fun. So we shall see. It is actually also, if you saw in the quizzes, there's that word up there, PESA Smart. So it is a, we are developing tools of financial literacy, games, quizzes, and things like that that are meant to educate people about financial literacy. And we're also going to maybe come up with the book recommendations that we can give. Yeah, thank you, Isabella, for that question. So the next session, we shall start with that one. Shall give you some of those. Um, okay. Uh, if we have no questions or comments, 
Please fill in the surveys. Do fill in the surveys in there. Um, okay. Fill in your, please share. There's a feedback survey in there, registration survey, registration link. And how about please also add the quiz, quiz one. Also the link, Immaculate has requested for that one. Uh, yes, Jordan, the quiz link is uh, up right there. The first quiz link, quiz one. Thank you very much for sparing your time today for this session. I think uh, we have passed our time plus the few 10 minutes that we had extra 10 minutes that we had requested for. Uh, maybe I'll invite uh, Marina to summarize and we can close. Uh, thank you for the invite, I guess. Anyway, everyone who is still here, thank you so much for attending the session. I want to thank our hosts for today, Habat, Abi, uh, sorry, Abdi, is it Abdi? Sorry. And, Abid. Uh, Abid, yes. And, um, and Kevin, yes, thank you so much for the session. I loved it, even me myself. I'm here trying to plan how I can start managing my finances. So thank you for that. Thank you for everyone who was able to attend. I'll reiterate what Hubbard said. Please look at the links in the chats, use them to direct you and fill in the forms. And uh, yeah, thank you so much again and have a lovely evening. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you guys in the next uh, session. Thank you.